The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, October 6th, 2017, season 13, episode number 51. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're getting you guys ready for Cowboys Packers. That game will kick off this Sunday at 325, 335, somewhere in there, 330, around there. Uh, the Cowboys will take on the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming to town, and so we got to get you guys ready for that game. We'll tell you what our crazy predictions are and, and what we think is going to happen in the game. Before we get to that, as we do every Friday, we'll definitely talk about the injury report and what we think is going to happen from the standpoint of inactives. I think that's going to be an interesting conversation this week just because of so many different moving parts. But how's everybody doing this morning? It's Friday. How are we doing, guys? Seriously? <laughs> it's Friday. We wanted Garrett to go first. Okay. Good coach. Great. Awesome. I wish just one That's day not good. you could have just a little bit of enthusiasm about anything. Honestly, Fridays during football season is one of my favorite things in the world. Like, I love Yeah, it. really can tell that, right. I don't show enthusiasm. Fight me. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. It's a little much. I love A little aggressive. I love Fridays during football season. Okay. There's an energy in the building. You know you have tomorrow off. Get to watch my college team lose. Uh, you know, that like there's not as much going on on a Friday. Like I probably won't have to write as much as I do the other five days of the week. There was a lot of energy last week, last Friday. Friday? Yes. I don't remember that. Yes, you do. I do. You want to mention it? Why you were so energetic probably on Friday and the rest of the weekend? Oh, Friday afternoon. I yeah. thought you were being Friday on our show. No, Friday afternoon. We haven't talked about that. I, I think people know at this point. No. How would they know? I tweeted it. Every, I put it out there and let everybody know. But yeah, last, like Friday, last Friday, last <laughs> Friday, last Friday afternoon, we found out some pretty exciting news that uh, we got nine nomina- nine Emmy nominations uh, for some of the content we produced last year, um, including including um, each of our Deep Blue documentaries from last year were nominated. Um, our Finish This Fight campaign, which uh, Kent was very involved in. Dave, you were very involved in. Uh, that project got three nominations. Um, and then on, uh, and then we had uh, Cover 4, which is our new show uh, that we started last year. That got nominated in its first year in production. And then, of course, the lovely Miss Amber Garcia was nominated once again for Somos Cowboys. Actually, you guys won last year, so you're the vets in the group. This is like <laughs> nothing important to you guys. You already have a trophy, right? Yeah, but it's still exciting. Awesome. And I, I guess this year is even more exciting just because everyone is part of it now. So yeah, yeah. that's exciting. That is. And I'm, I'm very excited. We'll find out uh, the week of the Atlanta game, November 11th, I think it is. Yep. We'll find out uh, how many we win, if we win. Hopefully we'll get a few. And uh, that'll be a very exciting weekend. Very exciting. Go for nine. Huh? Let's go for nine. Go for nine? Why not? You're a finalist. Yeah, do one. Nice. Do one. How about nine? That would Kent? be a that would be a good sweep if we could get nine. You know, Kent's but, name's on four of them. Four? Yeah. Yeah. So, congratulations to Kent. Yep, Kent's done a he's had a phenomenal year. As has the whole group. I think Thank everybody you. did a lot this year. So <laughs> really good. Trying, All right. Trying to get that trophy. I don't care about nominations. I know, right? We want the trophies. Trying to get that trophy. And the and the bad part about it is we all got to work that weekend in Atlanta. Yeah, I know. So there's a good chance that we won't even be able to be there to accept our own awards. We'll have to kind of do it from Atlanta. You can post your trophy from the gram later in the week. It doesn't yeah. matter when you get it. It's fine. Yeah. So we'll figure it all out. All right, we appreciate you guys joining. Let's talk some Cowboys football. Let's first start uh, with injuries. Yesterday, uh, a few things that popped up on the injury report that were a little different than Thursday. Uh, Tyron Smith did not practice yesterday. He was limited the day before. Um, Anthony Brown popped up on the on the injury report as a limited participant in practice with an injury. Uh, so let's start with some of the guys based upon the list. I'm going to throw out a few names, and I want you guys to tell me what you're thinking and what you're hearing about them and the likelihood of them playing. Let's start first with Tyron Smith, who did not practice yesterday. I think that's becoming a, a big issue here. Uh, we'll find out today uh, how much he does because if he misses – 
another day of practice here, I think you're starting to say that this is going to be a setback. But if they're just figuring out ways to manage this back injury that they've had, they've known about for a while, he's kind of dealt with at training camp, they're just going to figure out ways to manage it, then this is, I think Dave said it yesterday, it's something he's going to deal with probably for a long time. But but the goal, obviously, is to get him ready for Sunday, and this is kind of the way to do that. So I think if he doesn't practice today, I think it'll be a little bit more telling of how serious this is. If he can do something, be limited, then he'll probably be out there. But only time will tell how effective that will be. He'll probably have to take, like, a shot or something. Yeah, I think day. I'm not worried that he's not going to play. You yeah. think he's playing? Yeah. I don't. I think that, like, it's, this isn't – as far as I understand it, this isn't disc-related. And I don't think he can make it worse by playing. So he's an all-pro. I think they'll find a way to get him ready, and then he's got a week off after this to get right. So I – could be wrong, but I'm leaning toward thinking he'll be there. All right, let's move on to Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown was limited participant yesterday in practice. He's first first time he's popped up on the uh, injury report this week. What are you hearing, and what do you think is going to happen? Not. I just want to know why these guys keep getting hurt in practice. Yeah, what it's three are they doing? In, it's three in a week. It happens uh, every Thursday. It seems like they're not on it on a Wednesday, but then Thursday they pop up. Don't know, but but those guys. All, I guess Chaz Green did not play. I know Byron Jones a few weeks ago did, and I, I would imagine Anthony Brown will play through this. Um, but if not, you know, you have some, you have a little bit of depth at corner. You can figure something out. But I, I would imagine that he's still going to be able to do something and play. Agree. Okay. Um, let's talk about Sean Lee. He uh, he has not practiced all week. Did not play last week. Uh, you thinking he's out now, Dave? I do. Why? Um, because this like. This is an injury that can get worse if you try to play on it too soon. Hamstring. Hamstring. Um, and you've got a bye week coming up, so he's got a chance to be to rest for three weeks, and then hopefully this won't be an issue as opposed to force him out on the field and you get a quarter out of him and then it's worse and you you don't have him until Thanksgiving. Um, I could be – and, you know, again – Never rule. You should never rule out an all-pro player until he's officially ruled out. Those guys have remarkable ways of getting ready. But he hasn't done anything in two weeks, football-wise, and it just—I just don't have a lot of optimism. And and honestly, I think it would be smart to give him that extra time, especially with the bye week. So I'm you agree, Nick? To sit. Um, I, I think yeah, I, I I definitely agree that it's not looking good because. For him, he's he's the guy that he needs to practice. You know, now he's one player who could go out without practicing and would be pretty effective because just all the preparation he does. But you can't really tell him that. He knows that he needs to prepare a certain way, and uh, the fact that he hasn't been able to practice now for almost two full weeks, I don't think he would even be comfortable going out and playing in a game like this. Now, again, I hate to say it, like, like let's see what happens today. But, I mean, if he does something today that shows some progress, but if, he, if he's another DNP, just did not practice, then there's no way he could play. I, I wouldn't think he would want to play this game, and the Cowboys would want him to with the bye coming up and a chance to get his hamstring fully healthy. Also keep in mind, I do feel pretty confident that Anthony Hitchens is going to play this game. Um, so that gives you numbers and a – it gives you one of your starters back. So. He's been a full participant in practice all week, so that certainly does look good for him. I think he's going to play. Um, you know, that doesn't mean they're not going to miss Sean Lee, but actually he's been practicing at will. He's been playing weak side, you know, getting him ready for uh, – Did you do that throughout and during training camp? He was the starting mic. Yeah. Um, he's been playing well because Sean can't, and so I think it would be him and Jalen, and Jalen and Durant would probably rotate the way they did at the start of the year. Um, you know, Anthony Hitchens isn't Sean Lee. I think he would even say that, but that should help you a little bit. I don't know that you look as bad at linebacker as you did last week if he's in there. You think they'd have him in at uh, in nickel, give him a full load? Most definitely. I mean, this, like this is you know, it's kind of similar to the Tyron Lee thing. Like, the, I don't think this is an injury that's going to get worse. I mean, he's he's good to go. That that fracture's healed. It's not a muscular soft tissue thing, so. If he can play, I figure he could probably carry a full load. All right. One other guy I wanted to throw out there, Stephen Paya. Um, although he's been missing, he's missed practice uh, quite a bit during this the first four weeks of the season. 
um, he still has managed to play. Do you ever get to a point where you start to wonder, like, is this serious enough where really they need to sit him down? Yeah, I've been wondering that. That's, I mean, not even Tony Romo took full weeks off of practice multiple weeks in a row. Um, it's weird. He keeps playing. I would argue he probably hasn't been as effective. He certainly hasn't looked as effective as he did at training camp. Right. Um, but it's one of those things where do you manage it and play at kind of like Demarcus Lawrence last year? Do you manage it and play at 60% or do you sit down and not have one of your starting caliber guys for a prolonged period of time? Um, I heard somebody suggest maybe you IR him and bring him back, but then Charles Tapper broke his foot this week. So that's, that hurts, that hinders your ability to bring guys back from IR because you get two. So he might be one of those. You think Tapper? I don't think Tapper's coming back. Well, oh, okay. And if, if and, that's and, the case. And um, Gathers probably isn't either. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't even know what to make of that. But um, yeah, I don't either. Regardless, either. And even, all right, even if you're not doing the math on bringing him back, you're still, he's gone for eight weeks. So he's gone until, what, December? Yeah. So. Amber, with uh, David Irving coming back this week, would you consider the possibility of making David Irving your starting defensive tackle? And, and that gives you more flexibility to make the decision that maybe you want to sit Paya for a week knowing that you have an extra week there with the bye. Well, hold on. Could you guys refresh my memory? Is this the first time that Paya misses practice more than once? Yes. During the one week? During this the same this, week? I think this is the third time. He's I was going to say, I thought that happened last week. I it's either the second or Well, the I know he's week. missed one. Multiple. Yeah, you yeah, yeah multiple. but is this the first time that I he I thought last week multiple? he missed multiple. Did he not? I can't I'm remember, honestly. Fairly sh- I'm fairly confident that he has not practiced since like week two or three at least. At all? At all. Wow. Really? I know. I mean, all I know, I know is that I know he's practice. been on the injury report um, for weeks now. So yeah, but back to your question. Uh, yeah, I think having David Irving back, it's gonna be great. And I was talking to Malik Collins the other day, and you should have seen his smile as soon as I mentioned David Irving's name. He gave me the biggest smile ever, and was so excited to have him back on the line. And he was just telling me how much of a big help he is. Not. Only, I mean, to everyone, not just in what he does for himself specifically, but whatever he does also helps everyone else on the line. So I think it'll be good to have him as a starting guy. Yeah, and that may, that may give them the flexibility they need to, if they want to sit Paya for a week and give him two weeks, essentially. Cool. Uh, it could give them some opportunities there. Cardinals game two weeks ago. Did not practice, did not practice, did not practice. Questionable and then played. Right. And then against the Rams, did not practice, did not practice, limited, and then played. So he had multiple pra- multiple weeks of not practicing through the week twice so far. And this I guess this week will be three times yeah. uh, that he's had multiple days of not practicing. So he's played those other two games. We'll see. But then again, they didn't have, again, they didn't have Irving at that point. Now having Irving, it'll be interesting to see if they feel like they have some flexibility now that Irving's back. It'll definitely be good for him because he hasn't. Again, he has. They haven't had the, enough guys for Paya to even take a little break and sit down. You know, so it'll be good for them and just put Irving back. He's healthy. He he's been training. He's been staying in shape. So that's to me that would be the smartest idea. All right, great. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about inactives. Um, I think we could probably all agree the Cooper Rush. Darren McFadden uh, are two guys that will be inactive. Um, let's start going through the list of the other guys that we think could be. Sean Lee, I know, Dave, you said you think he's down. Do you guys agree that Sean Lee's down? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything yet to suggest that he's not. Okay, no. Amber? Yeah. Okay, good. So we're at three. Um, let's talk about the cornerback position. Benaben Wickery has been playing. There are two guys that have not been playing in uh, Cheeto Awuzier and Nolan Carroll. How many of those guys you think will be up this week? So I guess let me flip that question. How many of those guys do you think are down this week, and who do you think it'll be? Because I don't think they'll have all three active. I think we can go with Ben A. Yeah, I've seen. We thought he was going to get cut before the tap. That's your guy, Nick. Why? You've been talking about him this whole time. Put him in. Do something with him. Well, just I said that when you have four corners and two of them have never played and one of them's hurt, and then you end up. You know, you have a fifth guy there, but in this case, now now you've got everyone seemingly back. He he's he's an easy choice for to be inactive. I'm trying well, to get that draft pick back. 
Okay. Do you wonder a little bit about Carroll from last week? Because it seemed like the way things were going last week that maybe he had a shot of playing last week and was a was a scratch. Do you think that, that maybe that there was more to that than just the injury? Maybe they just made a decision that he wasn't the guy they wanted to have up. Um, I don't think so. Uh, and listening to Garrett yesterday, he made it sound like that they're going to all play. and All of them. Will yeah, play. and he he made it sound like he didn't want to say who's going to return to the starting lineup, Brown or Carroll, but he said we're going to, you know, we're we're going to need all of them. So I I don't I think that Carroll does come back this week. Okay, so you think Benabin Wickery is down? So now we're at four. The way Cheeto was running around the locker room the other day, he certainly doesn't look like his hamstrings <laughs> bothering him. Right. All right. So that's four down. Um, what do you think about Noah Brown, wide receiver, sixth wide receiver? They're using him. I mean, he he gets out there a little bit. I don't I don't know if it's if it's smart to have six receivers active, but when you have all these specialty guys that only do a certain amount of things, you know, and and I think he does play special team. I mean, he does. He runs down and does some things special teams. So you don't you have the guys that don't do that. Bryce doesn't do that. Uh, Beasley doesn't do that. So you're having your third and fourth receivers that don't re- play special teams. You kind of need that spot, you know. And Switzer's kind of a sp- He's kind of got his own role. Well, I'm, can, let, can we throw Jonathan Cooper on there? Yeah, and I guess that's where we're at right now. we got four guys we feel pretty certain that there are four spots that will be down. You're kind of working for those other three spots between guys like Stephen Paya, maybe Chaz Green, maybe Cooper, maybe Taco, possibly a guy like a Noah Brown. If you want to get really crazy, maybe a Kayvon Frazier. I, I, like there are there are those kind of guys that you have to kind of start thinking about. But you yeah. got three spots. So who are those three guys you think that possibly end up being down this week? Well, I'm I'm I think Cooper needs to sit if Chaz Green is full. He's your he's he, I think he's your better starting left guard. I know Aaron Donald wasn't a great matchup for anybody, but I also with. With Tyron Smith having back and back problems, Byron Bell can't sit. Um, Cooper's the least versatile of all of those kind of in-between offensive linemen, as far as I'm concerned. Joe Looney can play center and guard if something were to happen to Chaz. And if I mean, if Chaz is practicing full all week, which he is, then I would assume he can play. So, you know, it's not a knock against Cooper. Doesn't really mean anything though. It doesn't, but if I mean if he's full, then he should play, and if he gets hurt, then you've got Joe Looney. Yeah, that's my point. Um, I think I would try to go eight offensive linemen this week if I could. I think that would be my. La- I think I would go Noah Brown down before I would. I would sit eight. I mean, I would. I would dress eight offensive linemen this game. I think we've been saying that though. At least I know you and me. I know you think a little differently. I mean, I love Noah him, Brown, but. but Again, we keep saying that and talking about sitting him out or making him inactive. But the Cowboys are – I mean, we haven't seen them do that. Uh, they, they, they yeah, doesn't but seem like, like they would. No? They've also – I mean, I think it's it's because they've had so many injuries that they could they could basically keep some guys active that but for injury would probably be inactive, and I think Noah Brown's one of those. Now that you're starting to clear up your injury reports some – I think it's going to have to be some hard decisions, and I do think Noah Brown kind of falls in that category. Yeah. I think he's a nice to have. I don't think he's a necessary, right? And that's usually the guys that end you know, up being inactive. You know, you think about it when you lose two linebackers like they did with Hitchens and and Sean Lee, and you get down to four active guys. Most teams would have gone to the waiver wire or or somewhere and picked right. up a linebacker, which would have cut a position like that with Noah Brown. So he was fortunate, like you said, to be active in game. You know, but but they've only had four in uh, active linebackers. When Hitchens comes back, they'll have five active linebackers, and when Lee comes back, they might have six. Right. So something's got to give somewhere, you know. And you talk about those special team spots. Maybe that's one of those special yeah. team spots. And that does. I think when you start talking about guys that can come back and play special teams, that affects even a guy like Kayvon Frazier, who I think his yeah. his best asset that he's given to this team right now is in special teams, and that's been a little shaky at times. So well, and also, he's a guy that becomes a little bit expendable. A little bit, and also with the fact that, you know, we're starting to hear a little bit that Cheeto's doing some things, some at safety, right. like like we had anticipated when they drafted him, that that's the versatility that he has. So he can do some things at the safety standpoint. You know Xavier Woods is starting to earn a little more playing time. And he's versatile, right? Right. So. He, he, can, he can kind of drop down a little bit. Yeah. 
So they look at this probably differently than we do because of what Xavier Woods and Cheeto, what they could do and say, you know, we might they might sit two corners if they wanted to. I just don't know who they would be. Well, that was kind of the reason why I was getting to Carroll because I think if, if Cheeto's back, they do have a little flexibility to decide which way they want to go. And then remember, the last time we saw Carroll, it wasn't that good. I mean, when he yeah. played against Denver in that first part of the game, most of the first half, I mean, he was he was having some struggles out there. So I just think but that's something the, worth considering. But the Packers really don't throw the ball that well <laughs> with their receivers and quarterbacks. So, yeah. so right. that, that doesn't a matter. Good matchup for him. <laughs> yeah. So is let's let's talk Taco Charlton. Any chance that Taco ends up being Nod Man out this week? Who? I would have I would have absolutely said that he will probably be an active. But y'all are talking me into sitting down Stephen Paya, which that would be nice for him because it gives him yeah. a, a way onto the field. So your your bet would be Paya and who are the other two? You still need two more. Did we did we rule Noah Brown inactive? Well, I'm asking you. So you're saying Noah Brown, Paya, who else? Who's your third? Carol. Carol. You would sit Carol. Or Benet, whatever. I mean one of those two. Probably Benet, because you can save yourself a draft pick and cause you paid Carol three million dollars, but I don't have a ton of confidence in Nolan Carroll. All right. Nick, who are your three? From that whole group, um, I would say Noah Brown. I'm gonna sit him down. I'm gonna sit Tapper. Uh, Tapper's already. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, not Tapper. I mean Taco. A Taco. I say, wow. Taco. Okay. Novel idea, Nick. Yeah. Sit a guy that's on IR. <laughs> it works. Taco is what I yeah, meant to gotcha. say. Uh, they're both the same. They haven't really done anything, and they probably won't this year. But Taco has a little bit more of a chance now. Um, he. I, I'm gonna sit him for this game, and then. I probably would sit Frazier. Do you keep Paya? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, I think they're just managing him to to play these games. And right. He's probably not as effective. They, they are. They definitely are. I mean, they've been saying that. But who are your defensive linemen now? But that's what I'm saying. Well, you get now you have, with Irving back, you have Price, Irving, and you have uh, Malik. So you really can't have a three-man rotation without him in the lineup, which they didn't have that flexibility before. I don't know if they'll do this, but I would totally sit Paya and let, again, you get a bye week after this, so he's got two weeks where he doesn't have to play. Right. It's probably not going to make the injury go away, but at least it'll feel better. better. Yeah. And and if something happens, you always still have Crawford you can drop down. So I think with three guys in the rotation at defensive tackle and another guy that can jump in there if you need him to, and Taco can play say, there at times the, as for well. For the millionth time, maybe they should try Taco at tackle because the end is not—it's yeah. not awesome so far. So, well, we just gotta—I think people have to stay patient with that one because I mean, you do. You I, said even during the draft show, I remember hearing you guys say this is going to be a guy that's not a not, ready-made. You know, I'm not closing the book on Taco by any stretch of the imagination. But if you could move him to tackle and see if he can give you something there, might as well. It's a long season. It's a long career. Like, he doesn't have to be at right end exclusively for the rest of his career. Right. Amber, who are your three? Um, I would go with Noah Brown, Paya, and then I would choose to sit Carroll and put Benny out there. And I don't care about the money. I just – first of all, it's not, not my money. pocket. Yeah, <laughs> not my pocket, but uh, – I just I don't like what I've seen from Carroll. I would like to see if Bennett could do any better. Yeah. So those would be mine. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back from the break, we want to get to some questions. You guys give us a call. The number is 214-872-2102. Again, it is 214-872-2102, or you can hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus, save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up 
to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks, that's hashtag troop thanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice little Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Crave Rider. You like the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Crave Rider. Crave a Dr. Pepper. Nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. The one you crave. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star we're taking questions from you guys we also want some fan uh, interaction so feel free to give us your opinions on anything uh the number is 214-872-2102 again 214-872-2102 or hit us on twitter at cowboys break we have a call first from mike in arizona mike what up Hey, happy Friday, my gente. <laughs> my, What's up, man? My cowboy break gangsters. Hey, what up, dude? Hey, congratulations on your nominations. It's awesome. You guys, like I said before, you make me a better fan, more knowledgeable. Um, uh, Mr. Hellman, keep your objectivity, bro. You're not a pessimist. You're a realist. And who cares if Joe from Flower Mouth gets all uh, his Tommy Johns in the wad? You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> For real, man. Um, my thing is, you know, uh, I, mean, I want to talk college basketball. Like, you know how Roy Williams doesn't call a timeout, and he goes straight through when the clock is ticking. He doesn't stop for the defense to set itself. Um, this co- correlates to a uh, two-minute drill at the end when, in a playoff great game when Dak clocked the ball on first down. He, he stopped the, the, the clock, and last week he stopped the clock. He killed it down for us. And wouldn't it be better if they had something in their hip pocket, him and Dez, to uh, get something out of that first down and out instead of just clocking it, taking a shot? Because losing that down really killed us. It killed us in the playoff game when Perry tipped that ball, and it killed us last week. But uh, really optimistic. I love you. Drink a michelada because it's Friday, baby. Later. Man. <laughs> wow. All right. Thanks for the call. I picked my mood up. Can, can you just tell me, Amber, what was the last thing he said? I think it was in Spanish. What did he say? Did you hear? Right at the end, I, I couldn't. No. Oh, okay. I couldn't understand what he said. Well, he's very knowledgeable of the shows and of all the shows. I mean, just the, just the Tommy John reference and the um, Joe from Flower Mound. <laughs> he watches all the shows. I I agree with him 100% about the clock and the ball. Um, I said it to Rob or somebody on the field. I, I said, said I it to everybody that would listen. I thought it was I think the people Rob in the first row heard you. I don't think it was that big a deal. I mean, I don't think I was like that upset about it, but I just kind of was like, hmm, know about that. And I even thought about that Packers game. It might have been Dave sitting next to me. And I was like, I don't, I don't know about that because of that very reason. You're trying to go get a touchdown. All you need is to be around the 20-yard line and so you can throw it into the end zone. You need to get where the Buccaneers got last week, or I mean last night, to throw it into the end zone. And so you need all the downs you can get, and I, I agree with that. And, and if they need to come up with something on that situation, some kind of quick out back shoulder fade, that's a perfect time for a back shoulder fade. You don't have to be at the goal line to, to throw that. Sell it like you're going deep, which is something you can't do at the goal line. Sell it like you're going deep, throw it back shoulder fade, try to get eight, nine, ten yards, get out of bounds. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree, but 
you know, it's a it's it's very hindsight is twenty twenty. Especially, you know, as great as he was last year and as good as he is and as great as he can be, Dak's still a young quarterback. He's twenty four. He's a, that what was his twentieth start or something like that. I mean, this isn't you know, even Jameis Winston's in his what is this his third or fourth season in the league? Something like that. I don't know. And then you know, obviously, you know, the Aaron Rodgerses of the world can obviously pull that off. Tony Romo had 14 years of experience under his belt by the time he retired, so he'll he'll get there. That's you know, if if you want your second year starter to spike the ball to get the best play call in mind and just figure everything out, it doesn't bother me. I think ideally you would handle it differently and maximize your opportunities to move the ball. But all of that considered, I'm not going to kill them for that. I think he's. I think Dak spoiled a bunch of people because he played so well in his rookie year. I think people forget he's just in his second year, and the maturation that still has to happen in order for him to become an elite quarterback. Well, is, that's it's, it's still vast. That's I mean, what made this. That's what made the storylines all offseason so interesting. Is how are you going to follow that up? Yeah. Um. And and I, unless you're elite, it's hard to follow that up. He well, is, he right? is a victim of his own success. No, I I do not feel sorry for him. He was awesome last year, and that's you know you set that standard for yourself. He has high expectations for himself. I don't think he's moping about it. He he made a funny joke the other day where he was like, you know, somebody was like, "Did your phone blow up because you escaped from Aaron Donald?" And he was like, "No, nobody loves you when you lose. Like, I don't, <laughs> you I don't, don't get any text yeah. messages when you lose. That's the way it works. I mean, yeah." I've been saying that all week. It comes with the dinner. Like, expectations are high. Nobody feels sorry for you when you don't meet them. Obviously, I do think he's a victim of his own success, but that's that's part of being the starting quarterback for the Cowboys. Feel sorry for Nick Folk. Oh wow, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why? Because that sucks. Like that's on him. He can control that. At the end of the day, he's still a person, and I'm sure he feels terrible about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. He absolutely does. I'm I'm not dis- disputing that, but but you got to do your job. Hey, I mean, when you're a kicker, you got one job. If I don't do my job and I get fired, you can still put all the blame on me and still feel sorry for me because I'm going through some rough you're things. Your job. I'm losing my job. I got to, you know, I got all this stuff to figure out. I probably don't feel very good about it. Yes. Okay. So let me, let me rephrase that. As a human being, I feel sorry for him that he's not doing oh, his job a, well. As a kicker. But as a kicker, you got to do your job. Of, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were saying about the quarterback, you just got to do your job. It's part of it. It comes with the, with the meal. You know. Yep. When when I was when back in like the eighties when I was still you know watching young cowboy fan and Joe Theismann got in the booth like ah, he's horrible like not like Joe Theismann mainly because he was just the quarterback of the Redskins right. it doesn't matter if he was good Phil Sims no one liked him because you didn't really like him as a quarterback so if you don't really like the Cowboys and didn't like Tony Romo then you probably don't like Tony Romo as the announcer but if you watch the last night the last drive of the game. Like, you can see exactly what a quarterback is thinking there. And I thought it was brilliance. I mean, I thought him saying, okay, they're, they're fine, they're fine, they're, they're going to spike it with three seconds to go, and it was already 12, and by the time Winston finally got it down, it was three seconds exactly. You know, he's sitting there calling everything. You just you got into the mindset of a quarterback in the two-minute drill, which was something that Tony did very well. That was something he was really good at was probably the best time the offensive coordinator was calling plays when he was there because he was the offensive coordinator. And I, I just thought it, it was amazing. Now, if you don't like Tony and all that, then you're probably going to be like, ah, this guy, he talks too much and he tries to be too smart and all that. But I thought it was great last night, that last drive of the game. Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think the whole game, I love listening to him. Yeah, he's really good. Because, again, you're, the, what I like about it is he takes you inside the game and gives you opinions. And I don't think everybody does this well gives you opinions that you wouldn't know otherwise about what's happening on the field in the huddle as they're what the quarterback's seeing and what he's thinking you know those are kind of things that I think adds an extra dimension to to him being a, a commentator I thought the two minute drill stuff was fantastic I think his obvious his expertise is amazing and he definitely teaches you stuff about the game I think he probably needs to learn not to like step all over the rest of the broadcast because yeah. he I, and I think he just gets so excited like I th- that's experience though right? I think he likes what he's doing and it's fun but he he can kind of dominate it at times where he doesn't need to and what was the other thing I was gonna say um oh I get that it's really impressive I, I'm not saying I could do it like 
I don't need you to predict every play. <laughs> I really, well, and not only like he's wrong sometimes. Yeah. He kept doing it on the last drive last night uh, for the Patriots. He was like, all right, they're going to motion a guy. This is going to be a screen. And then Brady took a shot downfield. And I was like, all right. You're not always right. And honestly, I don't care that you know what's coming. I want you to explain why they did it after it's over. Right. So Or ex- or explain why you think this yeah. is this would be a good play right here because yeah. not necessarily as a here I'm predicting the play, let's play predict the play, right? I get what you're saying. Especially so, right when the snap's going on right. to be talking over it like that. I mean, just like at a timeout, all right, it's third and seven. What are you thinking here? I think, you know, say right. it there, that's great, but right. not like Based off of what he sees, and you know, and he's considering that he's a month into the job, though I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he'll learn a lot over he, this season. He will get better. Nance did kind of call him out on one because there was like a holding, looked like it was a flag on a punt return, which is always coming back. But in this case, uh, there was a it was a call on the kicking team, and Brady goes up to the ref, and Brady's pointing this way, you know. So then Tony's like, you know what? I'm gonna say this is gonna be against the pe- pe- <laughs> against the Bucks, and Jim Nance was like. You know, I see that too, Tony. I, I can see Brady. Uh, like you're not that smart. If I, if I was you're not Nance, that smart, <laughs> Nance in week one was probably like, "This is incredible." He predicts everything, and like by week five, he's like, "All right, okay. stop. all right, Tony, cool, <laughs> thank you." <laughs> Let me write this down. Predicting what's what's going to happen here? Yeah. All right. Anyways. Let's uh, let's get to some more questions. We got a call from Isaac in Houston. Isaac, what up? Hey guys, good morning. Uh, just wanted to talk about Zeke for a moment. Uh, obviously, you know, with this whole uh, legal case surrounding him, um, it's easy for us fans just to view players as, you know, NFL Madden character. But if you think about it from, obviously, he's a human being who deals with this legal situation outside of his regular work schedule, which is probably insane. Um, that being said, his performance over the past, you know, four weeks has obviously been a lot lower than it was last year. Um Based upon simply performance, um, not necessarily, you know, Zeke's reputation, et cetera, um, would it be a fair argument to say that um, it might have been almost better to simply have Zeke serve his um, his suspension right at the beginning of the season versus drag on? Now he's, you know, it's impacted him. At least it looks like it's impacted him throughout this part of the season so far. Um, so I'll hang up and listen to the answer. Hey, Isaac, line. Isaac, real quick yeah. before you go. So are you are you asserting that you think that most of the problems in the running game are because of Zeke and not because of the offensive line? Um, no, I definitely wouldn't say most of them. Um, but I do, I do, in my opinion, it does look somewhat like um, it has been his. Because we have seen um, last year, you know, he would break some tackles even behind the line of scrimmage and gain at least two or three yards um, but there may have been somewhat of a factor that played into um, this legal situation and just being exhausted. All right, thanks for the call, man. You guys agree? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and label that a pretty big stretch. Uh, first of all, and this goes back to what we used to argue about at training camp. You know, I it's funny because the caller said it, you have to think of players as more than real life Madden players, but. As far, I mean, as far as we are to understand it, the whole reason he's not suspended right now is because he's adamant that he didn't do anything wrong. And so he's fighting this, liter- I mean, he's taking this into other states and the federal level to try to fight for what he thinks is right, which is that he didn't do anything and the NFL's investigation process was flawed. Um, so to just say, you know, take the suspension, sit down, don't worry about this, just admit that you did all these heinous things and then come back and this won't be a problem, which, first of all, that's absurd because this will still be a problem. You'll still have that following you. If you admit to it and serve your suspension, you will be a pariah in the media, in the, in the fan base. Uh, so that doesn't just go away because you sit down for six weeks. Um, on top of that, how absurd do you sound in August saying, well, maybe this team will just be better if Zeke sits down and doesn't play? I mean, even as much as the running game has struggled – He's still one of your five best players. Nick will argue that he's your best player. So that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, Yes, the run game has struggled. It's like middle. I didn't even realize it was as bad as it's been. It's middle of the pack. But let me ask you this question. Uh, Okay, go ahead. It's 14th in the league. I mean, the numbers are there. You can go look at it. Yeah, I get that. I'm just saying, and my point I was going to make is, if Denver is not included in that because that number takes that average down so much. No, 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 no. 
it's the difference between an average and a median, right? That's why you do the two different calculations. Just, you're it's because the guy you're trying that, to look at outliers and say how much did the outlier affect. You're the guy the that you're the guy that hates when Dave, the fan Dave, takes not, the 71 yard out from Morris I'm, I'm not total. saying take it out. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you factor in the fact that that was such a low production, my question is, has the running game been bad overall, or did he have a really bad game there? That's my question. Even in the games where it hasn't been that bad, it hasn't been on the level it was. Okay, that's fair, but I don't know that it's been yeah. as bad as saying the running game has struggled. I think it had a game where the running game struggled. I think last game they ran the ball really effectively, and you were the one, personally, you were the one that has said over the last couple of weeks that you look at those other three weeks, and overall, this running game has been pretty good. It now, has, I'm pretty sure you were the one that said it. It has been effective. It was second best in the league last year. Come down, Derek. No, I'm just saying. like he, he doesn't appreciate that I called him out for doing what he called that guy out for doing that's earlier. Not call, Dave, that's not calling me out. I'm saying that you were the one that just said the running game has been good. It has been effective. It has not been dominant. It was well, no. Number, you just said it was ineffective. It was. It, it has not been up to the level that you expect of it. It has not been up to the level that it needs to be for this team to be a playoff target. Team. Moving target. It's not a moving target. It, if <laughs> if the if this team and this offense are going to reach the level they need to, the point where they're winning 10, 11, 12 games and going to the playoffs, it has not been effective. It has been good to better than good on an NFL level, but this team was vastly better than that at running the ball last year. Would you agree with that? Yes, I agree with that. All right. That's not what you said at first, but I agree with that. They have struggled. Again, you can take this back to the DAC thing. They have struggled up to what the level of expectation was. I think you can place the blame on a lot of different people for that. I don't really, and I, I'm sure the legal thing is weighing on Zeke, but I don't really buy that like he's not breaking tackles in the backfield or he's not hitting the hole the right way because he's so exhausted from the legal thing. If I know anything about athletes, he probably blocks that out the minute he gets to the stadium on Sunday. That's not what it's about always. It's not always about getting to the stadium. It's about are you doing what you need to do on a Wednesday night to stay up here and look at the tape and watch what the That's Broncos fun. are doing? And, and are you just saying, you know what, everyone else is leaving, I'm leaving, I'm done, I'm, I'm good. Or I got to go run over yeah. here. I got to go meet with my yeah. attorney or whatever. Right. I, who I've said it a thousand times. I mean, teams don't get beat on Sunday. They get beat on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And, and, and you're running back. I mean, is he is he preparing everything that he needs to, to prepare? And, and I think that there's no way that this thing is not weighing on him. But I don't understand the caller really to say, uh, well, what, should they have done things differently? Or is it just was it more like, do you think it would have been better to get it knocked out? But uh, to Dave's point, you don't believe that you should be there. If you don't believe you should be in this situation, then you are going to fight it. We saw yesterday and the day before, things matter. You make a decision and and you think you're being funny or whatever, and it matters. It matters to sponsors. And so that's for that comment. Talking about Cam Newton. Talking about Cam Newton's comment and how one of the sponsors, one of his sponsors dropped him. So what do you really want to put if you think you're you're uh, not guilty of domestic violence and and domestic abuse? Do you really want to put that on you just because uh, I want to get this out of the way? No, it doesn't work like that. It's, okay, and I, I get all that. Sorry, I get all that. But at the same, and I don't know how the whole legal thing works out, how the process is, and all that. But once it's submitted to a court or something, there's nothing more you're really doing. You're waiting for a response. So it's not like he's sitting at home or whatever, going every day, just sitting, and this whole thing is weighing on him. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, there's still strategy that they have to talk about. And he has to deal with his attorneys on, okay, so if this happens, we're going to do this. And there's this briefing that we want to file, and we think the the NFL is going to do this. So if they do this, then we're going to do this. Yeah, but where it's at right now, I mean, how much of that are you still doing? Well, they're still preparing. They still have a case that they're preparing for because if the court says, okay, we're going to keep this stay uh, in place, whether they say that or not, they're still going to at some point, a court is going to hear this case. So the, the the legal guys are still having to be preparing for that. And I would assume, I would assume that, that Zeke's at least somewhat a part of that because he wants to know what is his legal defense? Like, what are y'all going to say Say how to try to get me you, out of this? I mean, I know he has to deal with him, but at this point, how much do you really think he is involved 
in those conversations. I don't know. All I can say is if it were me, I'd be very involved because this is my life. If it was you. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can't speak for him. I don't know. I, I don't suspect, know either. I'm well, even, even if here. he's not a part of this at all, this week of all weeks, I mean, the federal court is weighing this decision right now. And even if he hasn't met with his attorneys in weeks, that's something I'd be thinking about a lot. Be worried about it. Yeah. yeah. It would keep me up at night for sure because that's something that affects my livelihood. It affects my personal reputation. Like, that would be a hard thing to deal with, I think, personally for me, just having to deal with that mentally of not knowing and, and knowing that this court is deliberating on it. And I get that. I just think if it's something that's, I mean, at this point, it's out of your hands. So when it's like that, are you really going around the whole day with that whole thing just circling your head 24-7? I don't know. That hasn't happened to me. I'm just, I don't know. That's just my assumption of things. I don't, if it, I'm trying to put myself into that situation. And at this point, I don't think I would be... Going around all day thinking about that, I would try to focus on the sport try. and the game. Try to focus. Yeah, but I you know the one would. Go ahead. I will. I will go back to you and give you credit to what you just said a minute ago, which is, Yay. and I know, right? <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't mean this to sound condescending or dismissive toward fans, but we just answered this on the mailbag too. Is you know Lyle Collins at right tackle, like he hasn't played like an All Pro, so a lot of people want to move him back to guard. Yeah. Um, and it's just that it's that quick turnaround attitude where it's like, well, it, it, it's, it doesn't look as good as it did. So fix it, move it back to what I think it might be so that it can look good again, fix it now, 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 yeah. whatever has to be done to make it look better now do that as opposed to it's, this is a hard league to play in. You got to grind some stuff out. You got to figure some things out. This line has to figure out how to work with each other because two-fifths of it is not the same. Your running back has all kinds of baggage that he's trying to sort through right now. Maybe he's distracted. Maybe he's not all there. Maybe he just isn't seeing it as well. Maybe defenses are doing things that he's not used to. Um, and all of that considered, they are still running the ball fairly well compared to most of the teams in the league. Right. It does not look as amazing as it did last year, and I think every which is hard to do because they had a, a phenomenal year. Everybody would agree that that's kind of a bummer because it's a lot of fun to watch them run for 230 yards per game. Yeah, but the fact that they're only running for 140 or whatever it is, uh, that's not the end of the world. One month into a 16 game season, so you know as much as it might that that knee jerk reaction to say fix it change it whatever you got to do like that's usually not the best way to go about these things the best way to go about these things is to evaluate it keep working at it give everybody some time to kind of let it come together and uh just just take some breaths all right let's take our final break when we come back we're going to get some more questions the number's 214-872-2102 or hit us on twitter at cowboys break we'll also get to our crazy predictions and our predictions for the game we'll be right back this is dallascowboys.com radio to work this big land you need equipment with values rooted as deep in texas soil as you are like john deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, Nick. No, I'm retired from this. You're retired? Yeah. 
I didn't get retire. I didn't think of anything creative today. Uh, no, I don't like that one. Seriously, I don't we couldn't like figure this out in the break. We Tom, couldn't figure this out nope, before nope, the show. Nope. Tommy John is super. Don't figure out what you're gonna do with underwear. You just kind of grab. That's actually a good point. Actually, no, that's not true. You know why? It used to be this morning. This morning, we've talked about this. I was looking around and I I saw I have one last pair of clean Tommy John. And I was like, oh, let me wear that. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Save it. Saving, saving that for Sunday. <laughs> That's game day underwear. And I'll I was just... thinking saving that for Saturday night. No. Just in case. Yeah, how about doing laundry Friday oh. night or Saturday? <laughs> That's even better, right? What I look like. <laughs> just do some laundry I and you'll heard. have plenty of No, clean. I, I will. I do Where? laundry, but not. Friday night, I'm going out to do something fun, and tomorrow I'm going to watch football all day. Isn't that when you need them? Like, That's a isn't good that when you need laundry, the Tommy John? No. Oh, no, because I'll be at the bar. I'm not oh, going to watch at home. Um, whatever. Tommy John <laughs> is game day underwear, so I'm wearing not comfortable underwear today. I know everybody Please asked. don't adjust. No, I won't. I won't. That's but uncomfortable for all of us. Tommy John underwear is so great that you will go out of your way to make sure you wear it on important days. That's uh, TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your order. Nice. Mm. All right. All we right. all good? Uh, we're good. Cowboys. Are you good, Cowboys. Dave? <laughs> I mean, you're not wearing Tommy John's today, Just but are if, you good? If all you right. see me. Is it okay down there? Oh, my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> Just that's where it always needs no to comment. end. <laughs> comment. I love Amber. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I was let's just get... concerned. Okay. Okay. You moving see me on. in a bad mood later. You know why? <laughs> let's uh, let's get to some crazy predictions. We only have about eight minutes left in the show, uh, and hopefully we'll get some predictions from some fans. You guys call us two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. Uh, let's start with Amber today. Amber, mm. give us a crazy prediction, and what what's your prediction for the game? Let's see. Um, let me go high. Forty. 340 Packers. My crazy prediction would be that the Cowboys win and that <laughs> Oh, she's hedging her bets. You got to get one of them right. Yeah, one right of them one right. Better <laughs> I mean, let me, okay. Moving on. Um, crazy predictions Cowboys win. Des Bryant catches 85% of his passes. He scores two touchdowns. One gets called back, but <laughs> the the last touchdown he gets, that's a winning touchdown for the Cowboys. What? So you think the Packers are going to win, but you think Des Yes, Bryant's but I'm going to my crazy touchdown. prediction. I'm saying, okay, that, this is my final score. <laughs> predictions contradict each other. You're just trying to make sure you'll be right one way or the other on Monday. <laughs> okay, then. Amber at Vegas. Uh, red, uh, black. That's what you do. That's what I learned. Yeah, you put them on both sides. You get something. Good job, Amber. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that look. <laughs> All right. Dave? Um... <laughs> This is a good segue since we just whined about the running game for 10 minutes before the break. I think this will be the most Cowboys-like the Cowboys running game will look or has looked all year. I'm thinking one, 141 for Ezekiel and something like you know 180 or 190 as a team. Uh, I don't think it will be enough. I think Aaron Rodgers is special, and I think the Packers will win. Um, 3128. All right. All right. Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um crazy prediction is that Jeff Heath will have another interception off of Aaron Rodgers and will be like, man, he needs, needs to face him all the time. Because if you face him, you'll get picks. I think you'll get an interception. I, th I do think the running game will, will will fare well in this game. And I think the Cowboys are going to win. I'm going to say 27 to 21. And that's a later touchdown by the Packers. I think the Cowboys are going to control the game. They're going to win. I think the injuries are going to be an issue for Green Bay more than they will be for Dallas. And I think you'll see some energy in that stadium we have not seen. We definitely didn't see last a week. But they didn't give them any reason to. I think this will be a big game. A lot of Packer fans are there, a lot of Cowboy fans. It'll be exciting. I think Dallas will win it. All right. 
Uh, my crazy prediction is this Cowboys defense will get five sacks with the return of David Irving. It's a good prediction. Uh, they will get a ton of sacks, and it will feel like they are just beating up on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will still do his thing, but they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of sacks on him. And I actually think the defense will score this week. I don't know if it's an interception or fumble or what, but I think defense is going to score. Heath. And I think that's going to be ultimately how the Cowboys win this game It's because they're going to need some help from defense and or special teams to win this game. I think they end up winning, though, at home 38-33 uh, over Green Bay. If, if I will say this, if the Cowboys win this game, it is because this pass rush really gets after this Green Bay line, which looks like it will again be depleted. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to get rid of the ball quick, so they got to be good. Um, I think, you know, I'm sorry. I, I think the secondary is probably better than it gets credit for, but they're not going to beat Rodgers and these receivers oh. head up. So if they're if the Cowboys win, um, it's because the pass rush doesn't give Rodgers any room to do and it. And as a part of that, if they can force him into some bad decisions or hit him and make the ball come loose, and right. like, that's how you beat this team is that you're going to have to really harass Rodgers. Because even with that, Rodgers is still going to do his thing. He's still going to get yards. He's still going to get touchdowns. Um, but they're going to have to harass him enough uh, to where they slow him down on some of those drives and get a short feel for the offense um, at times. I do think the offense is going to be better, though. I agree with you, Nick, on that. I think this is going to be a good game for the offense. So for a four-person show, we have three picks for the Cowboys and two for the Packers. <laughs> That's true. It's a good, on a four-person show, yeah. Four-person yeah. show. Didn't pretty think good. that was possible, but hey, it is. It can happen like Anything that. Anything can happen on this show. We know one person's going to be right on the money. <laughs> And it and she will brag about it. Oh yeah. oh yeah! During the and I'm sure in the press box we won't even be out of the press box yet, and yeah. she's gonna be already like, I was e right. This I uh, was. This, I mean, right. honestly, this is a game that I have struggled to pick who's gonna win. Clearly, uh -huh. yes, <laughs> clearly, clearly. I I just again just going up against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's gonna be really difficult to beat him just because of everything that he can do. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that the Cowboys. They're looking better health-wise. They they can do things to stop them, but I just don't think it'll be enough. I don't. I don't. Yeah. That's why. I, whatever. So so you're picking the Packers, but crazy prediction is the Cowboys. I'm, okay, reality. She's kind of reality like is Packers win. Crazy prediction here. Is if we get Cowboys. really crazy about yeah, this, yeah, let's Cowboys get crazy. She's got, she's standing on top of the fence and just like waiting to see which <laughs> side she needs to jump over on. <laughs> and she'll do it after the game. I just said it. Reality. Now in a in a crazy world, in my head, I would go with the <laughs> Cowboys. So this game. sounds like the Cowboys are like, I don't know, like expected to lose by like two touchdowns which they are still favored they're still they're favored, favored by two I, I i thought about that though they're favored by two which means their it's home field advantage typically gives you three or four points so the odds makers are saying the packers are a little bit better and what what people forget but there's a the reason odds why makers, they switch the odds makers don't set that based upon necessarily who they think's gonna win no they set, set the set odds based, based on, on what'll make you how bet can on i the get game. people to bet right yeah. so this could be one of those situations where they know Hey, yeah, you favor the Packers. Not many people are necessarily going to bet on that. You right. favor the Cowboys, you might get a lot more action. So yeah. who knows? All right, let's uh, real quick. Let's get one more question. We got a call from Rob in Vegas. Rob, what up? Rob, you there? I'm here. All right, what you got? Uh, crazy. Uh, I think the Cowboys win 34-30. I think this is a. I think this is a very important game for the Cowboys, just to show that they could beat a good team. I mean, you beat the Giants. They haven't won a game. And you beat Arizona, which isn't good. So I think they have to prove to themselves they're at home. You let you let the fans down, and I think you gave one away last week. I think the defense is better prepared to beat them this year compared to last year because of I think they got more athleticism in the back end, and I think they got a better pass rush. And I disagree with Dave. If this team, if, if Zeke has 140 yards rushing and they lose, then you really better be concerned. But I, I think this is a game where Zeke is going to do just about everything, catching the ball. I think he's in better shape now when he first started. I think he was a little heavy, you know, week one, week two. He looks thinner, a little more explosive. Hey, you know, a lot of stress. Some people lead. Who knows? And I just think I think the Cowboys need this game just, just for them, their mind going to the bye, and that's my prediction, 34-30. All, right, All right, thanks for the call. We will see this they, Sunday. They ran for 190 against the Rams and lost. Last year? So, oh, no. The Rams, yeah. And lost. So. But, you know, here's the other thing I just thought about as he was talking. 
if uh, at the beginning of the season somebody told you after the first five weeks the Cowboys would be three and two, would you say that's realistic? That's probably the way it's going to go. Ish, yeah. Ish. That's a you look at the first month, and I I wouldn't have said that one of the losses would come to the Rams. Right. Yeah. But I guess the point I'm making is he said you gave away one of the Rams. Well, I think well, most people probably agree that they think they thought that if there were going to be games that they would lose in this first in the first five games, the Packers would be one of them. So you have an opportunity to maybe steal one back if you have that mindset, I guess is what I was I wrote that in my column yesterday is you gave away one that you should have won, which means you have to steal one one. that you're probably not supposed to. But talking about the first five or six games of the year, you didn't know you were going to have Zeke. So I didn't – if you didn't have Zeke, what were you expecting? Three and two, three and three. I don't know. All right, we will find out on Sunday. Kick time around 3.30 or so. Check it out. Uh, when Monday we'll be back to tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!